Welcome back to another week on The Village. This week, our episode is with Natalie Roberts-Mazio. She is so inspiring and has such an amazing story to share. We cannot wait to in- interview her today. I'm here Good with my morning. co-host, Mel. Good morning. And Natalie. And uh, we can't wait to get to know Natalie on a deeper level and hear this beautiful, heartfelt, inspiring story that she's got to share with us. Hi, Natalie. Thank you so much for making some time to chat with us this morning. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Pleasure. I've been actually following you on social media for a little while and I love your um, tag on social media, supporting mums raising warriors with a diagnosis. I love that. Mm, mm. So you've got two little girls, Kiara and Grace. Can you maybe introduce yourself to us and the listeners? Beautiful. Yes. So my name is Natalie and I have uh, obviously two girls, Grace and Kiara, and I live in Melbourne with my husband, Mauro. And I guess ultimately I'm on a mission to help support mums who are raising children warriors as I like to call them with additional needs so I really want to help them to create conscious change just for themselves as mothers but then that extends and flows through to their families and then ultimately through to the world beautiful um yeah and amazing I worked in a um a special school as a school counselor for a number of years and Mm -hmm. I must say oh my goodness I was in absolute awe of parents raising kids with additional needs it brings Mm -hmm. Um, just a whole other level to motherhood, I can imagine. Totally. And, you know, I think I think what happens is that you have an idea of what your motherhood journey will be like and then when a diagnosis hits and it comes so far out of left field, you have to really take time to accept and deal with the fact that motherhood is perhaps paused for many mums I guess their children may not progress through Mm. certain stages Mm. and it's it's pretty massive and then I think that journey eventually gets to quite to a point where you are able to completely own it and feel so um, appreciated for it and grateful for the journey but there's a big gap in between but yeah you're right I I our life has changed for the better but it certainly hasn't come without some huge changes and having to obviously accept the fact that, yeah, Natalie, you are going to be a carer potentially for the rest of Kiara's life. So yeah. there's a lot to, lot to deal with, but um, absolutely there is that phenomenal experience of like, wow, these kids are just on another level. It's exceptional. Yeah. Mm. May I ask, Natalie, what is Sure. So she had a stroke in utero, which I didn't realise until she was born and five months in she was very unsettled. Um, and then an MRI confirmed that she also had a, a rare genetic condition called polymicrogyria. Then she also has mm-hmm. microcephaly and then she also has quadriplegia cerebral palsy. So she has a lot of things wow. going on, a lot of things working against her. So, wow. I mean, can you imagine, like, like five months old, I'm holding her and they're, they're giving me this diagnosis and I, these words are just so foreign to me. They're, like, terrifying because they're potentially saying that my, cho- my daughter mm. will never walk, will never talk, and that she will live a short life. So there's just so much that happens. It's just such a shock and uh, it takes, a, takes a quite a lot of time yeah. to, to deal with it. Mm. I've got goosebumps. I've got goosebumps. Because that would have also, I mean, being a new mum myself yes. with four-month-old, 
I can't even imagine being given that diagnosis because it's sort of I would feel like you'd be robbed of your of your totally. stage because you've you've just sort of been moved into a whole nother that's exactly what it feels like it feels like things have been ripped away and I remember just looking at her because you know Kiara looked like a perfect healthy baby uh she was just presenting she was very unsettled and so I was just such such a juxtaposition because I'm I'm holding her and I'm like but she looks perfect and I'm looking at these doctors who are looking very somber because they know what's ahead of me I don't really understand at this stage and, yeah, it is that feeling that literally it is being pulled away from, you know, underneath you and not only you mm. and your whole family and then especially your child. It's, it's mm. yeah, really full on. Hey, Natalie, I, I was just thinking mm. as you were talking, mm. you know, those, those first five months yes. um, are pretty intense, obviously, and I wondered, you know, for you whether that sense of, like, the mother's intuition was kicking in around, mm, you know, maybe something's not right. Oh, my gosh, there were alarm bells. It, my intuition was spot on. Yeah. And, and this is the, the thing that I think us mums, we have that. I mean, we create humans in our bodies. We have this centre with this mm. power. And I remember just saying something's not right. And I, I said to my husband, look, I can see it. I can feel it. And everyone said, Natalie, you're just tired. You just need to rest. We were in, already in the hospital for a really minor condition for a club foot that was nothing to do with any neurological issues so I was pretty tired pretty exhausted Mm. and I'm really Mm. lucky that I had one phenomenal pediatrician who listened to me I was like I just I need to know what's happening here and so that that uh, took us on a whole new journey and think it shocked everyone but intuition it's just like something we have as mothers and I think we lose it sometimes because of the information overload on the internet like how parent it's just like yes. ridiculous yes. so it, it you know this journey has really taught me to honor and trust and I make my decisions solely based on my intuition it's like no bs like you can't mess with that now like no. this is my this is my no. anchor this is the way that I'm going to live my life and parenting becomes a whole lot easier when we start mm-hmm. to listen to our own intuition yep. and we make decisions based on what we need from our intelligence. Yes. And so it, it's just amazing how your motherhood journey can change from that simple thing. So, yeah. oh, hi, yes. you know what hi, I mean? Because it's, you can, you know, you can get books and speak to all different other, yes. you know, mums or, you know, even experts. But at the end of the day, you cannot deny that feeling you get in the underneath exactly. the breastbone that, that, you know, they used to say you feel it in your, mm. in your butterflies in your tummy, that intuition. But, but then sometimes I find that intuition can trick you and be like, is it fear or am I really? I know, it's a big trust here? game, isn't it? And yeah, for sure. It's hard, isn't it? For sure. Wow. So diagnosis. From diagnosis, I can imagine, um, like you said, Natalie, digesting that and making sense of that. How how did you go? How what did you use in in that time? Like what what was your um, you know tools to to get through that period? Well, you know, I think I didn't use any. I actually fell apart. I think that's the most. I think that was my greatest tool. Is that everything just collapsed in my life? Everything you know, that marriage was on edge because of the stress. We weren't sleeping. My relationships with family and friends were just, I couldn't cope with anyone. I just couldn't have a normal conversation about, hey, how are you going? It's like I just was like obsessed with researching these diagnoses. So yeah. I think I, yeah, it took a while. Like everything just fell apart and then I slowly, I've got a, I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and I just, I guess, 
and, you know, I've got a background in, in naturopathy. So I guess I just, without really realising, had those fundamentals underneath and it was just like trusting, mm. okay, Natalie, what do you need right now in this moment? How do you get through? I literally, it was that much of a survival yes. moment for me is I just need to get through the next hour. We're running on such little sleep and we've since been to 300 hospital appointments at the Royal wow. Children's. So, you know, when wow. you're running on empty, all you can focus is on that next step. So I guess I just had to block everything mm. out. And what is that next step I can do? Mm. I could imagine through all of this, you would have been really challenged also with really finding out who your yeah. friends were. Yeah. And, and who your support was. And like you said, your fundamentals. I mean, when you know, when you learn, you, mm-hmm. when you learn any tool, just with, you know, from what I, what I just know with my own personal stuff, it's amazing how when you hit ground, um, mm. ground zero, how those tools all of a sudden become like mm-hmm. really evident. So lucky you did have that meditation and those sort of those tools to fall back on. But yeah, going going back to what I was just said, did you find it really challenging to see who you could rely on support and and maybe had friends that didn't know how? Yeah, to handle it's it's really tricky because I think friends. I mean, I'm lucky. I've got some really solid friendships that you know have been really supportive through the process but I think what happens is that they don't really know what to say and to be honest Mm. there was nothing that anyone could have done or said I just needed space Mm. and I didn't really want anyone around to begin with but then I did you know I was able to talk about it a bit better and it was just an evolution and I guess from both sides of the fence myself and people um, outside of the diagnosis looking in everyone has to shift and change a little bit and I think you know, you just get there. But, yeah, I mean, there are people that dropped away, but that was – they weren't my, you know, close friends anyhow. But um, I I understand it's tricky on both sides. I really do. It's a tricky one. It's mm. a really, um, mm. you know, one of those pivotal times, I can imagine, of transition, just like motherhood, you know, is. I can imagine diagnosis is just the same. And, yes. you know, we were talking um, in our episode about self-care around – the seasons, you know, mm-hmm. and how they play out in transition times through our life. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, at that, at that time, it's it's kind of winter. You bunker down, like you said, create some space and, and do what you know how to do to survive. Absolutely. And then when you come back out of that, um, was there any even organisations or people that you connected with um, that, had, that were like-minded that were really helpful? Yeah, I guess, to be honest, I found very little for that, you know, that really soul support that you need. Yeah. And I guess that's what really prompted me to create an online business to bridge that gap between diagnosis and then living, you know, a phenomenal motherhood life despite the circumstances. So I guess the thing that I first found was, I guess, social media, apart from Googling and all that research side, I jumped on social media and I literally keyed in polymacrogyria and on Facebook and then I found there was a group in America and that's the beautiful thing. You can connect with people from literally all over the world. It doesn't matter what background because, you know, when a diagnosis hits, it's not uh, no one is immune to that no matter what background, tradition, religion. So you're conversing with all these people that you would never have otherwise done. So I found that quite inspiring Mm -hmm. and, you know, just speaking to mums that are, you know, well down the road, the kids are 17 or 18 or kids that have passed away even. So I just did lots of connection that way and mm. then began my business, which 
opened a whole new portal for me. I also blogged. That was really therapeutic for me. I would write a blog, Kiara's Journey, and then I since created Miracle Mama after that. But writing, mm-hmm. and just getting it all out, getting all that stuff out of your head and, mm-hmm. and onto, you know, like, totally. Like really journey, was. Really, I, I, was, it, I guess initially I did it just to track. Well, I thought I was just tracking all of her appointments, but I think what I was really doing was just trying to, decompartmentalize mm. all the different things that were going on in my life and it was yeah. a beautiful way to get it out of my mind and heart. So when, so when you talk about, um, you know, mm-hmm. this juggle that I suppose you have definitely probably, yeah. you're definitely used to now um, and you, as you said, you believe you'll be Kiara's carer for yeah. the rest of her life. What do you do you, do you, I suppose, do you like how I'm asking myself yeah, tell me, tell in me. my head at once? I had to change the way I asked it three times because I'm like, oh, is that the question? Um, you know, how do you find time just to be Natalie mm. amongst all of that? And, and, and do you is what I'm trying to get at. And if you do, what is it? And, you know, we spoke about this in our episode three of self-care and um, it'll be interesting to hear what you say because sometimes people think self-care could mm-hmm. be so extravagant. Um, and in your situation where I would believe you're extremely time poor and actually having, you know, to really look after Kiara on a different level mm-hmm. to just the norm of, you know, just every day running around. Um, what do you do, Natalie, for self-care? You know, it's such a good question because I think now self-care is sort of uh, that thing that people are told, you know, go meditate, go to a yoga class, have your green smoothies. But to me, self-care really is <laughs> doing the things that light you up and it's saying no to something that you really don't want to do because that's in direct relationship to saying yes to I want more time and space. You know, it's not saying no that you can't experience things like social events or what have you. But I just do the things that light me up. And I think about, you know, what, what did I love before I was a mother and let alone special needs mother because you get very defined by the special needs label. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some things it's as simple as like, I, you know, I would love, I'd be going to festivals, I'd obviously celebrating and partying, but how can I bring that kind of into my life? So we have music on a lot. Um, I mm. will, you know, I'll do all the, the, the normal typical self-care things I'll go go do lots of yoga I'll get a medit I'll go and get a facial but sometimes I'll just hang out with a friend and we'll have some gin and tonics and we'll just chat and we won't talk about motherhood and I just always it's back to my intuition I'm like today what do I need and sometimes I just need to put on Netflix and just zone out and sometimes I need Uh to work on on my self-development and do that course and up level and upskill but it changes depending on what I need in that moment and that's it all comes back to intuition. What do, what I need? Do I need to just go and have that, you know, big bowl of pasta and a glass of red? Like that could be phenomenal for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, yeah. you know, I I really honour what I, what I need and obviously I have to be at my most optimum. My daughter requires us to – she – has no physical independence so we need to feed her dress her change her lift her in and out of equipment um she's five i so i'm you know trying to get strong physically um so yeah you are amazing can i just say you know and i'm this is so important Mm -hmm. for those that are listening because so many of us mums get so absorbed in our own bullshit and oh, it's the worst day, and you know you'll you'll hear someone, "How are you?" And they'll go, "Oh, 
and they'll just talk about mm-hmm. running late for this and I'm you sort of stand and go first for all these shoes and then I hear about what you know mm-hmm. what you've just shared about you know how Kiara is so dependent on you guys and I sit here and go how the hell can we mm-hmm. complain about bullshit when you've got amazing women like yourself with such beautiful special children like Kiara and you're still just mm-hmm. worrying on and the best role model for her you know I just want to give you a plan <laughs> thank you thank you it's, it's just it's just I've got to I love it well, that's yeah, just fucking amazing. I will like, receive that. Thank you. You know, listening. But you know what? Oh, it's still very oh relative. God. There are some days where I'm like, oh, I just, I just can't be effed. Like I just, yeah. this, I'm exhausted. Like, can you just please speak to nonverbal as well? Tell me what you need. Why are you crying? I don't understand. Um, but I think it's all relative too. You know, even for me, I'll walk the hallways of the Royal Children's Hospital and I will see kids and mothers with um you know cancer they've just done a round of chemo so for me I even think shit Natalie you you have so it's all relative I think I'm complaining about Kiara who's still alive whereas I hang out with mums and they've just lost their child yeah so I'm in it's always Mm. relative to your scenario but yeah it has made me really just like Natalie it is complain about the little things I've become a lot more humble but you're right it does frustrate you because you just sometimes go well but you know who knows People, you don't, you never know what's coming around yeah. the corner. You know, we're not, no, don't, yeah, yeah true. thank you. I, I get it. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong though. Because in, I know I say to, you know, the women I work yes. with, in your reality, yeah. it's yeah. hard, yeah. right, Dave. It's, it's, it's hard today. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's relative. However, when I hear your story, it sort of makes me just go, oh, yeah, I know. Well. Like, it's just, you know, so well done. And, and I'm just sorry. Amazing, amazing. And, and, you know, one of the things that was coming to mind when you were talking then, I think, Natalie, you said the word humble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking perspective as well is just amazing. And I think, you know, when I've worked with um, kids with disabilities before and, and even, you know, people in my own life, my mum's worked with people with disabilities for many, many years, it's so humbling <laughs> You know, they have so much to teach us in terms of it's even, I would imagine, perspective in terms of, you know, Kiara is completely reliant. We mm-hmm. take so much of that for granted. And, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder what the deeper learning for you has been like mothering her. I can imagine, you know, she's pretty inspiring. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess. She's probably why I've been able to get through and do what I do to get to the point where I'm like, we're going to rock this because I look at her and I think, my God, like she's had surgery. She's suffered to degrees that I'll probably never share on social media. And to watch that and watch her endure such just horrendous things behind the scenes in hospitals and then watch her smile in a couple of days' time, I think, my God, if you can show up with all this stuff that you can't do, then I sure as hell have to try and meet you where you're at. Yeah. I have to get through, get rid of all my limitations about, oh, it's not fair, I'm tired, mm. I wish you could walk and blah, 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 and just meet her where she is. Yeah. And so that's just what I'm trying to do. And sometimes I do it really gracefully and sometimes I do it really badly, yeah. but I just keep looking at her going, my yeah. God. And I, I think often so many children they're so bright they have their intelligence hasn't been affected it's just the way that they can't express intelligence and as a community we're uh, not sure how to deal with that so yeah it's it's just again they teach us so much about you know just the simple things and what it means to be human what it means to be shine light and what it means to 
just get beyond what we think we're here for. Yes. You know? It's quite quite phenomenal. Yeah. So I, I'm still learning. She's a mystery. But, you know, just quickly on that, on the day of her diagnosis, I, I was bawling in the hospital and I stepped out of the hospital literally feeling, you know, so sick in the pit of my stomach. And I looked up and there was this huge rainbow as soon as I stepped out of there. So I've always felt that there's wow. some little divine intervention here, some yeah. sacred contract. I don't quite get it yet. Yeah. But I'm like, whenever I do things, you know, I think, you know, I was over in America, did a keynote presentation and I feel like Kiara's like, go, mum. Yep, that's what I need you to do. Yeah. I'm here. So our yeah. kids just shine a light on us. Yeah. That's yeah. your reason. She's, she's shone a light on a lot of my darkness as well, made me really – stand to attention okay what am I what are the bits that I what's my bits that I'm not so great at like and be really honest because you can't hide your kids show you everything yes. you know oh, and you get so, the guilt so... god an epic fail but I think it's beautiful yeah. it's like I'm human I'm gonna lose my shit I'm yes. gonna not even with a special needs yeah. child it's not we're not meant to be perfect no. but they do shine that light of hey mum <laughs> you didn't yeah. do that very well absolutely yeah. absolutely Mom. Mal's definitely taught me that when, um, you know, we all, Mal shared with me a few years ago when I first met her that we're all sent one child yes. to challenge us. <laughs> and at the time I was like, <laughs> and then now a few years later, I feel like, um, you know, just, you know, I feel like I've come out of, I'm starting to in my mood go, oh, and, you know, like you said, you know, shining light on your darkness and really bringing to surface your raw yes. insecurity yeah. that you yes. see in your children and having to deal with it with a new light as opposed to yeah, your old shit, let's say. Um, and, you know, I must say, it, 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 and you can, I'm sure, can relate to this, coming out of it with Kiara, you know, finding yourself in, I suppose, amongst all that darkness. It's almost like a, cat, um, a caterpillar yeah. turning into a butterfly, you know, coming out of the chrysalis going, oh, okay, <laughs> nailed that issue. Yeah, on you're the spot next on. One. Yeah, you summed yeah. it up so well. And I think in that space you can be really oh. reflective as well when, you're, when you recognise that that's what's going on in the dynamic between the both of you, that, you know, she's asking so much of you and she is shining light on perhaps where there was darkness and, and really um, encouraging your growth just by being her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, when, and when we take that lead, it's so amazing, um, isn't it? Like just, just going, okay, yep, this is, this is where we're going. This is what's happening. Absolutely. Like your motherhood journey just expands rather than just feels like it's all closing in on you. Yes. And I think, you know, it's... It's tough. The juggle is real, but yep. it if we shift a couple of things to the side and you realise, wow, we can we can experience this in a whole new way. But um, yeah, it's certainly yeah, it's yeah, almost like a dance, really. I mean, I I know myself. I've just and I'm only just I can bring it back to just only because of what I mm. that's all I know is that you know I always mm. try to lead, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. dance yes. with the kids, and only only literally in the last few weeks I've gone okay maybe their turn to yeah. take the lead a little exactly. bit and having yeah. and I'm a control freak and to and for me to have to go okay let's do it that way the harmony in the house is just transformed and even with Kara I'm sure you'd find that as well you know she'd be trying to communicate mm-hmm. the way she does yeah. in whichever way that is and you having to just let go and go 
Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure that would be really it is. And, you know, I really relate to the control side of things because I've always been very driven, driven in my career, driven to, you know, create some order. And then the more you do it, the more you run yourself into the ground and you just like, well, just, mm-hmm. so it's interesting when you take their lead and let go a little bit. Um, yeah, it's a lot more. It's different. It takes a while to get through that. But when you do, the harmony in the home is definitely better. Isn't yes. it funny, Mel, and now I was, I was talking to a girlfriend yesterday. I said, what the hell is it with us humans, or mums in particular, I'm relating to in this particular moment, that things that are so natural mm-hmm. like breathing and letting go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Like we, just, like we forget to breathe and we just yeah. don't let things just be sometimes. And then I found myself yesterday taking the piss out of it. I was amongst mm-hmm. like three little children and I was starting to let it go, <laughs> yes. you know, from frozen. I'm like, that's not with joking. Uh, wasn't it? Like, Some like, subliminal messages in there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, a couple of times, Natalie, you've you've touched on this and I want to go back and pick, him, pick it up because there's been yeah. a couple of times where you've mentioned um, other people's discomfort, you know, mm-hmm. around Kiara. And I guess um, I've certainly witnessed that myself. Um, and if you haven't been around people with disabilities throughout your life um, and it's foreign to you, I, uh-huh. I can see and I've had conversations with people how they are unsure, maybe feel uncomfortable, don't know what to say, what's the right thing to say, what's the wrong thing to say. So mm-hmm. can we can we touch on that? Can you give us some some of your kind of tips from the inside, I guess? Yeah. Oh, it's such, such an important topic. And, you know, the first thing I would say, if there is, you know, you've got, you know, if you know somebody that has a special needs child at school or school drop-off, I'm just all about please, please go up to them because that mum, oh my gosh, she's carrying so much. Then she'll say to you, oh, I'm fine, but, you know, there's a lot of grief that stays with special needs mums. You know, I still have mm. it as well. So, you know, I think the first thing is just to, just to just get out there, just first make the conversation. Don't even think about the disability. But when the child is there, I would definitely just speak to them as we'd speak to any other child. It doesn't matter if there's no response. It doesn't matter if limbs are moving around or there are things that look different. I would just speak to them and encourage them and, you know, ask, ask the parent, you know, what's their name? Hey, hey, Ethan, it's great to meet you. And be guided by the mum, I think. But I think it's just bridging the, that gap of just humanness, you know, and... Um, not letting the fact that you don't know what to do or, or say the wrong thing. I don't think you can really say the wrong thing. I think mm-hmm. just your approaching is beautiful enough and that's a good way to start. I because love that. Yeah, and ask, you know, mums, that's what we do. Women share. Women, and you could even say, look, I'm not too sure what the best thing is to say. But, you know, let me know or something. Yeah. Yeah, because just it is honest. tricky. I, I totally get it. I was totally there. And, you know, brings to mind yesterday for example um grace was just shooting she just did a, a little ad and there was you know curtis stone he's yes. uh, yeah so he was there and he was chatting to a girl in a wheelchair and she had quite um a lot of dystonia a lot of movements in her arms and and drool happening and i had the camera out because i was trying to get a photo of grace and then somebody said oh do you want a photo next to Curtis? I said, no, 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 I want to chat to her. So I went to Curtis left, who was in this ad as well, and I chatted to her and 
I just talked to her and, you know, she was, it was hard to, for her to articulate, but I just kept there. I kept present with her and then her brother came up and then he was able to communicate with us, but no one else would go there. You know, it, mm-hmm. it was uncomfortable and I, I understood yeah. that, but I was like, this is all it takes. Just go up, speak. And she understood everything. Yeah. It was so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love that. I was like, this is my life has changed. I don't want, you know, yes. he's some high profile social media yeah. guy. I'm more interested in having that human connection with this beautiful yeah. girl that I'm in a wheelchair. Yes. Beautiful. I was like, it was awesome. And what a difference you would have, you know, left on her heart as well, even though she yes. wouldn't be able to communicate that. I, I think what you're what you've shared is really important and and I'm because it's you know, I'm talking from you know, when I've seen um special need mm-hmm. children or adults, often mm-hmm. I smile at them, but then mm-hmm. I feel bad to be honest, because I think, well, maybe, you know, people just stare at them. I maybe I shouldn't look at them because then they think that I'm judging them, but I, I actually just want to smile at them purely just <laughs> totally, you know, to connect. Yeah. Um so I do I can I can understand why a lot of people probably wouldn't um, come up and say hi or look because I know that I know that I get paranoid sometimes that maybe they think that I'm looking or staring or and judging. And as a mum, do you would you prefer people to to just look and smile or or does it make you more uncomfortable when they don't acknowledge when you're? You know, I, I guess I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really aware of it if they are or not. I have no expectations on either side, but I would love okay. the conversation is always know. the ultimate. I think you cannot go wrong because I, okay. I do get those smiles and they're those pity smiles, <laughs> you know, that kind of, uh, okay. if I could just tell you this is phenomenal, but I, but it's, okay. I guess it's just, that's the only way we're really going to change if we just step out a little bit outside of our comfort zones which is moving beyond just that smile and that smile is beautiful it's not always like that I receive that as well that beautiful like solidarity from another mum like yeah wow you know it's beautiful um but you know and and kids kids stare as well so you'll see we'll be in a cafe and there'll be a family next to us and the kids are gorgeous because they've got no you know what I mean like they no filter what's wrong with her no filter why is she wearing a beard why is she drooling and it's hilarious and it's interesting because you can see some parents will be like oh she's unwell or she's sick and they're you know feel embarrassed but it's like no follow the kids lead they've got no you know they don't they don't have any judgments they're just straight out like call it as it is so I think the best thing is just bridge that gap say hello um, be uncomfortable like you have to because it's tricky but you'll never know unless you step out outside of that and, and then you learn new, you know what I mean like you yeah. have to be uncomfortable it's yes. tricky but you know think about if it was you say you're a mother and this happened to your child or they had a car accident even and then all of a sudden they're in a wheelchair it's still the same child it's still the same essence and and you want your child to receive that energy from your friends and family and community mm. yeah Love it. And I Love think it. touched on something really, excuse my sneezing before, and okay. I'm really struggling with my cold today. Um, but you touched on something really important there, you know, those conversations that we have with small children about mm-hmm. other people with, um, you know, special needs. That's so important to, like you said, follow the lead and, and have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it helps. Yeah. And, they, you know, we're, we're examples for our for our kids so if they can see us doing things and then they may you just don't know what what's sinking in they're little sponges yeah. so yeah yeah for sure I love it I love that I, I'm definitely you know with my kids you know because often you know, like you said yes <laughs> um and you know they will often ask and you know I always I must say I start to stutter and go oh I don't really cool. know how to tackle mm-hmm. explaining that 
Um, and I suppose my response is usually just, oh, they're just born mm. special. They're just born different. And look, you know, and I just try, I don't really know what to say. So it's, you know, I'd mm. love to know from you um, how you would, what, what's a great thing to say to the children as opposed to, I don't yeah, know what to say to them, like you true. said, or shush them. Um, but I sort of struggle with what, yeah, you know, no, it's, say. it's a good question because it's so, I mean, I guess it's, it differs depending on who's asking, you know, what child, what sort of, language that that would resonate with them but for example for, for example the other day uh some of grace's friends uh said to grace why what's wrong with your sister why is she not talking and she said no no she does talk she just talks on the inside and and oh. i guess you know people ask a lot of grace's friends or family friends will say uh, the kids will come straight up and say what's wrong and we just say it depends what language we use, but you know, Kiara, Kiara's in a wheelchair uh, because she's unable to walk, but she can still do X, Y, and Z. She would love for you to speak to her. Mm. So I think it's like, well, you know, Kiara is exactly like you. She has the same heart, the same life. She just has to do it in a different way. And so, you know, so like the kids can make a connection that they're not okay. Wow, because it's so. It could happen to anyone. Yes. Accidents, it's, it's mm. not, I mean, kids are born that way, but so many things happen in life where, where health is taken away. Yeah. But I think it's just reminding them first about, you know, you guys are the same, just this is what's happened here um, and, and therefore she's unable to walk or what have you. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but again, it's just different. And yeah. I mean, you can... Grace often gets a little bit embarrassed and I said, that's cool. It's okay. You don't have to be a huge advocate like your mum. Yeah. <laughs> Do it in your time and yeah. in your way. But I think just at the end of the day, I mean, Kiara is the same as Grace at just, you know, showing up in a different different way. It's so challenging sometimes yeah. for siblings to oh, yeah. Natalie, you know, touching on that as well. I actually um, grew up with my auntie who had Down syndrome so I totally identify mm. she came to live with us when I was probably at a really you know tough age like at 12 I think or 13 wow. so I was, remember feeling really embarrassed as yes. well um, mm-hmm. you know I can really identify with that and I guess you know just even recognizing the impact on not only yourself but the rest of the family as well is really massive isn't it it's huge and I'm 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 mindful. I've always got a really close eye on Grace because I, it's not only that, you know, the embarrassment that she may feel that Kiara's wearing a bib or the fact that she sees, you know, her child suffer or the fact that she's watched her parents break down and, you know, so there's lots of things that the siblings carry. Mm. And I think the good thing that's happening, I'm just circling a little bit back here, there's a lot of social impact happening with diversity and disability. Like, for example, I saw an ad on Microsoft the other day. So they have an ad and there's a child in a wheelchair communicating through yes. their technology. Or there's uh, Richard Branson and he's doing a lot of work with kids and adults with disabilities. So when you get these big full-on companies, yeah. it's just going to start seeping into our consciousness. And yes. then you know, before we know it, we're all just one. Yeah. But I, yeah, I just wanted to add that in because I think that it's going to come from all angles and it yes. takes all of us to be a part of it, yes. whether that's gender or what have you but yeah, yeah the, back to grace and the siblings it's a big thing they take on a lot yeah and a lot is taken away from them yes but a lot is gained and that's just how it rolls I can't I, we couldn't offer grace the same childhood that we thought we would and it's tough it's tough to think wow I, I really wanted to 
teach you how to ride a bike when you're really young, but she grew up in the waiting room of a hospital. Yeah. She just, for the first year, yeah. she just saw her mum in tears and, and, and full of rage and resentment because I just was just, I was terrified. I was yeah. like, I don't want this card. Take it back. Yeah. I want my child healthy. Yeah. I'm on a mission. I've got to get away yes. and do my own life and yeah. the kids. But So they learn a lot about resilience. They see things fall apart and they see things get put back together in other ways. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. It's gonna, it's gonna definitely make her. I, I believe so. That's for yes. sure. As an, as yeah. an, as an adult, and probably already so at eight years old, yeah. amongst her peers, um, can't teach that sort of mm. thing. Unfortunately, like many of us can relate, it's you need to get broken to bounce yeah, back up. Yeah, I think sometimes it's the only way. The ultimate, you know, that from within, like you've learnt that lesson, you've it's come through, you've felt it in your bones, <laughs> and then you, and you nail mm. it. But yeah, I. I, I worry for her now and then, and then I think, no, 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 she's, she's got this. Yeah, they're so resilient, aren't they? Well, yeah. you know what? I think we could absolutely talk all day. I've just, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, no, oh, I my could. goodness. Thank you so much, Natalie, because it's just it's a been, pleasure. Um, you know, such an amazing conversation, and I think there's plenty of inspiration in there for our beautiful mums that are listening. Um, yeah. And for those of you that aren't following Natalie, her Instagram is Natalie Roberts Mazio. Check out her beautiful feed there and you can meet Kiara yeah, up. That would be great. Thank you so, so much, Natalie. Keep doing your amazing, inspiring work and supporting mums in that space is such a gap, like you said. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So, you know, if anyone listening, knows anyone that needs um, that type of support, you know where to find Natalie. And, yeah, thanks again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mel. Thank you so much, Melina. I really appreciate it. It's awesome. Yeah. Pleasure. Thanks for coming on The Village. Bye. Bye.